You're listening to the two dumb users. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Yes, welcome back to the show. This is episode 362 of the Two Dumb Yenders. We are back. It's what is this? I don't know. Tuesday. Good morning, fellas. How you doing today, Big Mike? Doing great. I think Mike's literally talking. If I remember to, I'm doing great. I forgot to turn off the air conditioner. Oh yeah. I don't want to blow it into the. You know. Good morning, Derpy. What's up with you, man? Another day closer to football. It sure is. Oh, it sure is. I think, training I, think the, camp too. The, I think the guys reported to camp and they are there. So it won't be long now. It will not be long. It's going to be 17 days till they play Tampa Bay. 17 days, two I, weeks, I, three days. One more day. One, one more day. I think the Steelers report. One more day. Yeah, I think it's the 26th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very exciting. It's very exciting. We waited all year for this. If you watch the show, you know that we've been talking about this day pretty much since. Uh, I don't know what was the first couple days of January since the Steelers got eliminated from any kind of playoff contention. We've been uh, anticipating this moment ever since. Good morning, everybody. Yes. Uh, A couple things we do start. Anybody see these uh, these drag racers on the Fort Pitt Bridge over the weekend that was doing donuts? Yeah. Well, apparently the the guy that got uh, cited was actually a florida man <laughs> florida man charged you know with stunts on the fort bridge does that when surprise it, you at all not at all no nope. <laughs> not i thought it was kind of it looked kind of cool like it looked like something that you would see in a movie or on a yeah. uh, grand theft auto video game and they were doing all these circles but i guess if you do it in real life you get in trouble yeah you know you get what, what else are you going to do at like what three in the morning in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean it looked cool. You had the the city yeah. in the background. You know, you're on the bridge. It was it was it was. I don't know. I guess you had to be there. The people that were there weren't too thrilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one here, the uh, Undertaker. Anybody catch this? He's doing the one the the one dead man show. I saw something about that. So basically, what's going on? He's going to come to the Bynum Theater in november the 11th actually and he's gonna sit there and basically talk to the audience and answer questions and like give um you know personal stories Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know you you think people would be into this you know what dude like wrestling podcasts are they're still very popular and you know especially when they have live shows like that so yeah and think you know him out of character talking i think a lot of people the wrestling fans will want to go see that because I, I think in general I, I you could consider me a wrestling fan I, I don't pay attention like i used to and i don't get into mm-hmm. it like i used to but all in all i'm a wrestling fan and i and i might I, you know i might think that something like this was cool to, uh you know but here you go you you know you make your way up to the city fight the hustle and bustle with the traffic you get down there and then you listen to uh mark calloway talk and tell tales for two hours i, I don't know i'm kind of mixed see, on it I, yeah i see i would need him and someone else yeah because you know yeah, he's right you know i've interviews and stuff with him out of character he's 
he's engaging, but he's not like like a Mick Foley who draws right. you in, or, or like a Jericho who draws you in. You know, he's just kind of a, like a, a laid back kind of guy in those things. He he he's needs always, like, he needs that he needs someone else to bounce off of. He's always been a favorite. I mean, this is this oh, is somebody yeah. that we all wanted to be when we were kids. We would all pretend that we were the Undertaker and, and beat the crap out of our friends. Uh, you know, I think it would be cool. To, it would be cool to see. I hope it does well. It's called yeah. the One Dead Man Show with the Undertaker. Again, that's November 11th down in the Cultural District. So if you're in any hmm. things like that, go check it out. Um, additionally, Bronny James. Bronny James, guys, he uh, went into cardiac arrest yesterday at practice. Seems to be in stable condition. Yeah, that's wild, man. He's way too young to have something. Way like too that. young. Yeah. It's like, you know what, a few years ago, what is it at Maryland football? They had, you know, someone die in practice from the heat. Yeah. So yeah. So like you know, at least nowadays, you know, these teams are, you know, they're, they're taking situations like this very, very carefully. And you have to think though, too, being the LeBron James kid, this school is gonna do everything they can to make sure he is okay. Right. Yeah, but that is just nuts. You figure someone that young, that healthy for that to happen. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of concerning for that. Young. Concerning for sure. Yeah, ho- hopefully, it was just like you know a heat related thing and not a long term health related. Thing. Right. And you know, and you know, I, I don't know. I was never a uh, superior athlete, but to be the best, you always have to have the edge. And who knows what mm. people are putting in their bodies? And, and I'm not, and I'm not insinuating that, that he put things in his body. But I'm just saying, when you're a top athlete, you have to have that edge because, you know, if, if you don't, the guy across from you is going gonna, is gonna to win and he's going to win the position, maybe go on, maybe get the contract. But again, that that's just speculation. Uh, I, I don't know. It's crazy for somebody that young. That's, that's, uh, yeah. You yeah. hate to see it. Yeah, it can happen. It can, it literally can happen to anyone. It's yeah. out of nowhere. I mean, guys like us who, you know, our diet is cheeseburgers yeah. and, uh, and French <laughs> well, fries. You know, we're not getting our heart rate up. I'm, how, I'm healthy as an ox. Yeah. <laughs> right? Hey, you know? until you go to the doctors, you're healthy. Okay? Yeah. Until they say you, you're you not healthy, you're healthy. That's why I don't go. I don't, I don't, I don't give, I, yeah, I don't give them that. I, they're not going to tell me what's wrong with me. I'm going to be fine until I'm 90. Or, right? I don't want to know. I'll be fine until I die. Yeah. With them telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Want me to better myself? Who the yeah. fuck do they? Th- oh what, yeah. Well, you know it, what college did they go to? <laughs> yeah, that's the way to fix it. Always better yourself. Who wants yeah, to hear that? that? Yeah, that has nothing to do with cheeseburgers, and that pisses me off. Exactly. Any diet that says I can have cheeseburgers is the diet for. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, you Darvish on the hill against the Pirates last night. The Pirates have their way. Once again, with a, I mean, not so elite anymore, but one one day he was a an elite pitcher in this league, you Darvish. Pirates, they come up big, hit with 13 hits last night against yeah. uh, the Padres in an 8-4 to four win. That takes the Pirates up to 44-56. and 56. It doesn't get them any higher than 11 and a half games. They're still 11 and a half games. Once you get in this basement, boy, it's sure hard to get out of. And I, mm-hmm. I just like I said, it's, it's going to take the Pirates – getting on a streak and winning a lot of games in a row to actually get back in this. And I haven't seen any sign of that since uh, what April. Mm-hmm. So um, Padres, they fell to 48 and 53. This seems to be the only team that we could beat easily in the league. Big stacks goes over four. Uh, Triolo gets a hit Santana, three hits, two home runs. Jack. Oh, not, Will- I was going to say not a bad night for the old men. 
not a bad night for the you know not a bad night for anybody we, we uh like i said we put up 13 hits on these guys mm-hmm. um jack wilson 21st home run of the season he became the fastest pirate ever to reach 21 home runs in a season this is the fastest ever a pirate has reached 21 home runs in a season Ooh. On top of that, he also was only a triple shy of, of the cycle, which I knew he wasn't yeah. going to get because he, he's just not that fast. No. But uh, he started off the game with a double, and then he hit the home run, then he got a single, and it was still early. Like, we were batting around. I mean, it was it was mm-hmm. the fourth inning, I think, and he already had three hits. I said, well, you know what? This, this is the best opportunity he's going to have basically the rest of the game to try to get that triple. And, again, it's it's impossible <laughs> for for um, Jack Wilson, who doesn't have great Jack speed. Jack Zawinski. Zawinski. Maybe, maybe Jack if something Wilson. crazy goes on, you know, <laughs> goes on and the ball bounces off the, you know, one of yeah. the weird angles onto the field. You know, maybe something like that could happen where Zawinski could have got that triple. But as I said, it was, it was tough to think that that was going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, man, this team, man, it, back to Zawinski real quick, the fastest to hit 21. Think about some of the power hitters we have had on this yeah. team. Um, Dave Parker, Willie Stargell, Barry Bonds, um, Brian Giles, Jason Bay, some guys who can hit, who are hitting for power in this franchise. And Zawinski, Roberto Clemente. Clemente, yeah. My Honest name. Wagner. Yeah, Honest Wagner wasn't a power hitter. Yeah, but still, he did everything. You think he would He did everything. Good. You know what? Back, and back in that era, my God. Yeah. You know, you playing against- Jack Zawinski, not, not Jack Wilson, everybody. Jack Wilson. Uh, Quentin Priester gets his first major league win. In his second attempt, uh, he had five five and a third innings pitched, four hits, gave up three earned. Uh, he had given up three earned runs, three mm-hmm. walks, and he had four Ks. You got the ERA down to a respectable what nine? Yeah, is that nine. what it's at? Yeah, he's at a nine. He went from an eleven something down to a nine two. So we he's going in the right direction. He's going in the right direction. You know what? Hey, not bad. Not you know. He's only twenty. I like him. Not he looks bad. good not for bad. for a future. You know, to, to yeah. think of the future rotation. I, I I'm I'm cool with him, man. I think he's yeah. going to do a great job. As I said down the line, you're going to be able to add Paul Skeens, and uh, you know, and, and hopefully Mitch Keller is going to keep doing what he does. Hopefully in the get, future, with this get, young Bucks team, yeah. he might have a team. Hopefully, you know, Keller can keep like his first half performance. You know, right? And he he's dropping off the last half of the year, but hopefully, you know, he can round back into form. For the season, well, there was just lack season. of runs scored. I, I, you well, know, he's got, his ERA has gone up too. It, yeah, yeah, he's given up more. Runs. Be able to score too. I mean, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, you have to. But like, like hit, you know, that ERA man is creeping up there. It's he's in the fours now. You want to see that a lot lower for someone who you know was just in the All Star game. But yeah, you know what? I, it's kind of hard for me to hate on Mitch Keller right now. Just the way he he's pitched so well all year, and the team did not give him any any support for the most no. so if he, he slips up a little i'm okay with it but you know he was doing great early yeah. when the team was i just want know, to keep him i just want to keep him at you know consistently at that level man yeah i mean here's the question though because a week from today is the deadline are you buyers or sellers, sellers. <laughs> derpy this team's not buyers when they're in contention if you would have asked a month ago i i would have i would have bought I, I think now that they've hit that wall, they're on the free fall, 11 and a half games. They're below the Cardinals. Yep. You know, you win a couple games, you win a couple games, you're still at 11 and a half out. I, I mean, it's going to take a catastrophic breakdown mm-hmm. between four other teams, and we are going to have to go on a, on a streak that we haven't seen since April. 
I, I just can't imagine being yeah. buyers, but I would be awfully, um, I, I would be conservative as far as my selling goes. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, things, there's a, you know, a thing called building your team. And, and a lot of times when we become sellers, you just dismantle the whole process and, yeah. and then you start over from square one beginning of next season. And you know what, that that's it's, it's counterproductive. You can't do that. If you're going to sell, you have to be a conservative seller and uh and do it strategically which this team just doesn't do they just start selling they start selling mm-hmm. you know sending guys and again what you know what, what is that going to do how, how it, it's it's bad it's a bad situation Very here bad. in pittsburgh so hopefully well hopefully you know the, there's reports out there that they are listen listening to offers for bednar and keller now that doesn't mean yeah. they're going to make the moves but you know you can't fault them for listening because, you know, if someone comes out with like an overwhelming package that, you know, make your team better now and in the future, I, I, I'm giving maybe, you an overwhelming maybe, package, mister. Yeah, baby. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. But no, if it's like an overwhelming, you know, trade package, that's going to help you now and in the future. I wouldn't be opposed to taking it, but to automatically trade away Bednar and Keller to me would be stupid. But if it's the right thing to do, and it's going to actually make you better now and in the long run. I just don't want the long run. Oh, you know, kicking the can down the road. Oh, we're going to be better. No, I want now and in the future. If you trade your two best players, and get this, guys. Saturday night, the 29th, is the Renegade David Bednar bobblehead giveaway. <laughs> and the very two days later, three days later, the first of August is trade deadline. So nothing more. Pittsburgh <laughs> you might want to go out. That Nothing is the more. most Pittsburgh pirate thing I've ever seen in my life. I have, I have bobbleheads from where this has happened before. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it just does not surprise me. It's playing out this way. Again, the renegade David Bednar bobblehead <laughs> free giveaway on Saturday night and well, Tuesday, I believe the way that I think is the first is the trade deadline. Yep. So get your Bednar. That, that's, you know, you'll get it and then they'll trade them away on the first. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta love the way this team operates, fellas. Or, or they'll trade them in the middle of the game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll trade them to the team we're playing. Ever, that's one of my favorite. That's moves. my favorite. They just that's, walk, that down, is, that is walk cool down the hallway. Yeah, walk around the stadium. Boom, they don't leave. Go. They yeah, they <laughs> they go with the team. They show up. They play with the team, and then they end up staying. I, I hate that. Um, game two of three tonight. Try to win the series. Try to win it early. Uh, 940. I hate the, I hate these late games. Uh, probables for tonight are Dick Mountain with a seven and nine record of four, eight, four ERA 94 strikeouts on the season facing Blake Snell who's six and eight with a 2.67 ERA and 143 strikeouts on the season. Um, those numbers are, are pretty good and they're, I mean, they're not great, but they're pretty good, but you know what? We just, we just crushed you Darvish. So yeah, like Blake Snell. Like that name sounds familiar, so I just pulled up his stats. He had 2018, he had, he had the 21, he was 21 and five. And since then, yeah. and before then, he hasn't won more than eight games. <laughs> He's 63 oh. and 54 in his career, and 21 of those came in one season. Not bad. I guarantee you, he got a good contract after that, made a lot of money. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We could just win the night, win this series, and then, uh, you know, then we could focus on the gauntlet that is August. Problem is always, I think we've got Philadelphia coming to town. We come home to play Philly. So we got we got a whole new set of problems coming. But you know what? That's neither here nor there because I'm going to talk a little bit of football today. Here we go. Jordan, Jordan Addison 
driving 140 mile, 40 miles per hour, you remember the other day, due to mm. a medical emergency <laughs> with his dog, according to citation. You know what? Dog ate my homework. Dog <laughs> ate my playbook, and I got to go rescue him. The, the, yeah. <laughs> the amount of people I saw buy that on Twitter blew my mind. Yeah. That's just like, you know, you're, that's just channeling your inner child and good. I'm caught. What do I do? My All dog. Right. What and was the car? What's up? What was the car you had? Yeah. I don't know. Probably something really nice. It was like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or something. No, that's just <laughs> someone who got caught going <laughs> out for a drive. Those ride. damn dog exactly. emergencies exactly. in your Ferrari, 140 miles an hour. Um, some Ravens news. The Ravens signed former Steeler quarterback Arthur Millette. You think it's a nice pickup for the Ravens, Mike? Uh, yeah, he's I, he might be their what dime guy. So you I know, don't know, but Marcus corner. Peters is out and Arthur Millette is in. Are they I'd any rather, better than they were last year? Oh, no, I'd rather have Marcus no. Peters, but you know, sometimes yeah. you know the the whole is better than the sum of the parts, and right. him in that rotation might he might be better. And I tell you, what, you know. Baltimore probably, you know, they're going to pick his brain for, you know, what the Steelers do on defense. But really, you know, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, they know each other inside out. Right. So it, it's not just one of those type signings where we're going to sign this guy, get all the information we can and get rid of him. I think he'll, he'll be a player down there, but I don't think he's going to be he, not like, you know, here he wasn't like the key guy. So uh, yeah, know, I just wasn't right. a real, like he didn't wow me, but he also didn't like. You know, I wasn't worried when I saw him out there. Uh, no, neither he's am I. He's a he's a competent NFL player. And you know? he's 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 he professional. Like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's only so much that you can go and tell. And you yeah. know, and, and being savvy enough organization, we're gonna go in and we're gonna tweak things when we play mm -hmm. Baltimore for this this exact reason. Uh, but as you said, I I think that the Ravens were better off with Marcus Peters than Arthur yeah. Millette. Um yeah, Marcus, that's a, to me, that's a big downgrade. Marcus Peters, of course, signed to a one-year deal with the Raiders, going from the Ravens to the Raiders. I don't even know who the Ravens' secondary is anymore. I don't either. Uh, I, mean, I just knew Marcus Peters. Yeah. It's like how – yeah, Rocky Sin, uh, Marlon Humphrey, you know, he's good. Oh, uh, Kyle Humphrey. Hamilton, uh, he was a rookie last year out of um, Notre Dame. So those two guys I, I think are good. But, like, Rocky Sin, he's bounced around the league for a while. I'd rather have Marcus Peters, but – um it's just me speaking of cornerbacks do the pittsburgh steelers get joey porter signed anytime soon um hmm. i if it's gonna take a while i don't think it's gonna if like he doesn't make it to the first day of camp i see him making in that first week of camp yeah right it, it's now about okay yes he was the 32nd overall pick his, him and his camp were saying that's first round pick Steelers are saying, no, that's second round pick. So it's coming down to like, what kind of guaranteed money is he going to get? Right. First round money or second round money? So it's, I don't think it's going to last long. And, you know, once camp starts, guys want to get there. And I, I think, you know, he maybe missed that first day, which is inconsequential. Uh, it's not going to hold him back at all. Remember, you know, Rod Woodson held out a lot during his rookie year and turned into one of the greatest cornerbacks of all time. So I'm not too worried about it. I think it's just, coming down to getting that guaranteed money, which, you know, on a rookie contract, get as much as you can. I have no problem with a player trying to do that. And, you know, this guy, he he's going to be there. You can tell he loves football, but you got to take care of your business side too. And you know that this team is focused. They're ready to get to camp. Mm -hmm. They're ready to get to work. They're ready to play football. Um, 
So hopefully they get that that all squared away so mm-hmm. there isn't any issues. We could focus. We could get ready for the season. I know that I'm excited. Uh, I was reading the other day. Now, I don't know if this is actually going to play out for uh, the Thursday night game in Pittsburgh when we play Tennessee this year. But they uh, that, you know, that we got scooped that the Tennessee Titans are going to wear those old mm-hmm. Houston Oiler uniforms. And I seen somebody on uh, Twitter, I believe they said, wouldn't it be cool if the Steelers would wear their old block uh, number uniforms against the Houston Oiler uniforms on that Thursday night game? I thought, man, would that take you back? Because I, I for one, I mean, Derpy don't remember these things, but I, for one, was very aware of football whenever it was the Steelers and the mm-hmm. Oilers going at it in that division. And uh, I think that that would be nostalgia. It, 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 it's greatest mm-hmm. if you're a football fan, especially being a Steeler or a Houston Oilers fan. See, I, I'm just like, I remember last year when it became a real big thing when they wore the block letters for a game. I yeah. have no recollection of like, uh, you know, like what, those- fond memories of them because I just, you know, I watched the Steelers in the 80s and the 90s. Like, they, to me, there was, it was just another jersey when they wore it that game. I, I don't right. understand. I, there's like a disconnect between with me and that jersey. I, I just don't People really go crazy about it where I don't yeah. think it's that huge of a difference. I don't either. No, I, I like the jerseys we have now. I, I just, I just don't see it. And I'm not trying to be contrarian. I just no. don't see it. No, no, it's like when they were cool, you. when they don't, not me, me contrarian. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, no, what other kind of shows are you doing? We don't do that here. We don't do that here. No, that was we sip tea with our pinkies out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think that would be cool just for the sake of it. Maybe you yeah. know, do, do some playback stuff during that game where you're you're doing uh, you know mm-hmm. highlights of of games back then. I just think things like that are cool. And you know, for a guy Derpy's age, I think it would be cool too because you could you see a little bit of that and learn a little bit of that, and you and, you know those little takes that they put in. Uh, you learn things from that. And if you're a fan, that's pretty cool. Uh, the most sacks, he wants to hear who, which teams have the most sacks and how many since 1970. Since 1970, I have a list of five, one, two, three, four, five teams. I'm going to give you the top five teams, fellas, that have the most sacks and how many since 1970. Number five, the lowest amount is the Saints. They have 2,096. Mm-hmm. 2,096 sacks. And you got to think they weren't really that good for most of their. That's interesting that they're in there. It is very interesting, I thought. Number four, the Cowboys, 2,106 sacks since 1970. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I thought they would be higher. The Rams. The Rams are number three, 2,170 sacks. Number two, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 2,000. 189 sacks makes a, a lot, lot of sense. sacks makes sense, yeah. makes sense that. for that who's number one though number one with I three more guess. sacks than the pittsburgh steelers with 2192 Oof. the philadelphia eagles yeah there's no surprise yeah. to me that would have been my next guess oh yeah that makes God. yeah that makes sense i always hate when we have to play them that defense always scares me even when they were bad that defense they always had a good defense that defense is always, always, you're right, no matter what. And even growing up, I just remember always hearing that, the Philly yeah. defense. Philly, and I thought, why? They're no good. What's, what's you know, what's the deal over there? But, I, um, I remember, like, even in Ben's prime, we would play them, like, oh, the Eagles, we should beat them. And we get curb stomped because that de- we just couldn't do anything at the link. That defense was just so overpowering. I have another list here, guys. I, 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 like, I like doing lists, especially when it comes to football. You guys want to play a real quick list of um, – 
every team's all-time passing leader. Every Ooh. team's all-time passing yeah. leader. Well, <laughs> you guys be interested Ooh, in doing that's, this? That's, that's yeah. a good one. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you the team. You give me the, your guess right off the top. And if, uh, if it's right, it's not. I will then give you the, uh, the person that it is. I'm looking for the all-time passing leader for every team. I'm going to start with the Miami Dolphins. Anybody got a guess on this? Uh, Marino. Dan Marino. Marino. He is correct. Dan has... 61,361 yards. Uh, it looks like they go by division here, so that's going to help us out. Okay. So we're going to start in the AFC East. The first one was the Dolphins. The second one, I'm looking for the quarterback who has the all-time passing yards for the New York Jets. Who is the leader of all-time passing yards for the New York Jets? Oh, wow. Um... And if, if you don't get it, I'll give you the amount of yards, and that might help. Uh, uh, Eaton. Eaton. Anybody uh Derby? Um Namath. Oh, Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington, yeah. This quarterback with twenty-seven thousand fifty-seven yards <laughs> leads the Jets all time. It is Joe Namath. Joe Namath. Oh man. Two Pittsburgh someone guys. by now would have broken that record. They go through um, quarterbacks so fast though. As a matter of fact, three. I'll, I'll tell you this statistic in a second. Uh, the New England Patriots. Brady. Brady, of course. Brady. And Princess finally, Brady. finally, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. Derpy. Jim Kelly. Derpy uh, might both say Jim Kelly. It is Jim Kelly, and that is three of the four quarterbacks from the AFC East are all Pittsburgh guys. Dan Marino, Joe Namath, and Jim Kelly. That's crazy. We're going to go to the AFC North now. We're looking for the all-time leading passer for the Baltimore Ravens. Anybody? Uh, Joe Flacco. Joe, Joe Flacco. Elite Flacco. Flacco did. He the has last 30. good Raven quarterback. If you could even call him that, I'll call, I will um, say that he did have 38,245. 38,245 yards, which Joe Flacco also played for Pitt briefly. So uh, next, I'm looking for the best Cleveland Browns quarterback of all time as far as passing yards and i'm going to give you the number first the number of yards he had was twenty three thousand seven hundred and thirteen. was bernie bernie you're saying bernie derpy saying auto the gentleman's name was brian sipe brian sipe what what twenty three thousand seven hundred and thirteen wow. yards is that like but, the is that like the 50s 40s something well, like that hold on i'll, I'll look it up yeah, it's it's a long time ago. His pitcher even looks old compared to everybody else's. So I can imagine what year. While Mike's looking that up, I'm going to go. No to wonder the, why they're not uh, good. The... Wow. I'll, I'll say the 50s, just by the look of this pitcher. Over 100 years, and you're telling me a guy from the in, 50s. He was born in. He was born in. No wonder why they. 1949. Stink. So he played mm. from 74 to 83. Okay. Go. There we go. Took me a second. Um, That's not that far back. Fair. The Bengals. I'm looking for the all-time passing leader. Boomer. Palmer. You're saying Palmer. You're saying who'd you say, Mike? Boomer. Boomer and Palmer. The answer with 32,838 yards was Kenny Anderson. Uh, that's a, that was another good pick. He was he was good back in the 70s. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who would you say is the all-time leading <laughs> passer? Uh, Big Ben. Did you Big say Cordell ben. Stewart? <laughs> uh, with six, 60,348 yards, Big Ben is correct. 
or down to the AFC South division, which is the Jaguars, Texans, Colts, and Titans. I'm looking for the Jacksonville Jaguars all-time leading passer. Mark gonna be Brunel. Hard. Mark Brunel. Who'd you say, Derpy? This is going to be hard. I'm just going to go with Mike. All right. It is Mark Brunel with 25,698 yards. Uh, next is the tennis. Uh, I'm sorry, the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, this quarterback had 23,221 yards. Um, Carr. Carr, Derpy. Schwab. You know what? Who would you say? Schwab. Schwab. It is yeah. uh, Matt Schwab. Oh, nice. Good call, Derpy. I forget. Schwab was down there forever. You know what? The, the Houston, Texas quarterbacks all remind me of one another. There's, there, there's no difference <laughs> when you talk about these quarterbacks that played for Houston. Schaub and Carr, and they have a list of them. Um, we're looking for the Colts. Anybody? The Colts. Uh, ooh, ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I forgot Peyton. Peyton, Peyton Manning. There, yeah, I almost said Johnny Unitas. I forgot. No, Peyton ended up at Denver. 54,828 yards for Peyton Manning. That's yeah. correct. Um, we're looking for now the Tennessee Titans, which also goes back into the Houston Oilers franchise. Can anybody tell me who uh, is the all-time passing leader for this franchise? The Titans Oilers. Warren Moon or, uh, God, uh, Steve McNair. I'm going to go with Warren Moon. You're going Moon, Derby. I think, Did I I think say Derby, you're going McNair? I think yeah. I'm going to go McNair. I think Derby might be right, but I'm sticking with Warren Moon. For with 33,685 yards, the answer is Warren Moon. Yeah, the run and shoot, baby. Run and shoot. Um, we're down to the AFC West. Chargers, all-time passing leader. <laughs> uh, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, Derpy. Philip Rivers, the guy that didn't win a ring. Of all the quarterbacks. 59,271 yards. It is I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Anybody, the Kansas City Chiefs all-time passing leader. Um it's gonna be Mahomes when it's all said and done, but I'm gonna go with the quarterback who preceded him. Uh what the hell is his name? Alex Smith. Oh, wait. You know what? Screw it, Alex Smith. Alex Smith, is that who you're saying as well, Derpy? Yeah. The answer is Len Dawson. Yep. Len Dawson had yep. 28,507 yards. Um, Denver, it. it's not Peyton Manning. This is your all-time leading passing leader Elway. in Denver. Elway. Elway, Elway, of course, has 51,407. How did I forget about Len Dawson? You're welcome, Cleveland. Uh, the Raiders, this one was a bit of a surprise to me. With 26,896 yards, I'm looking oh. for the Raiders' all-time passing leader. How, how many yards? 26,896. Oh, my God. Uh, That's a hard one. Kenny Stabler. Kenny Stabler, Derpy? I'm going to go with what Mike said, Kenny Stabler. Derek Carr. Wow. Derek wow. Carr is the Raiders' all-time leading passer. 26,896 yards. Some of, these, some of these are surprises. Yeah. Just when uh, I think, you know, when I go new new school, I should have went old school. I go old school. I should have gone new school. Right. We're going to go over to the NFC now. This is the NFC East, which is the Giants, Cowboys, Commanders, and Eagles. For uh, First, I'm looking for the New York Giants all-time passing leader, the Giants all-time passing leader. Uh, let's go with Eli. Eli, Eli. Derpy. With 57,023 yards, the answer is Eli Manning. Dallas Cowboys. 
Um, Dallas Cowboys. This one could be tricky. You got Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman, or ooh, I'm gonna go Aikman. Back. Um, was it real passing? Yeah, but it wasn't a passing league there. But he did have. Fuck it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with. Uh, no, let's go with uh, Romo. Tony Romo, Derpy. What do you got? Aikman. Tony uh, Troy Aikman. The answer is with thirty-four thousand one hundred eighty-three yards. Tony Romo. Wow. wow. That's that's actually surprising to me. Uh the team formerly known formerly known as the Redskins, currently known as the Commanders, future known as who knows what. Uh Red Rockets. The team from Washington, the Red Rockets. Who was the all time <laughs> passing leader for this Washington uh football team? Mm. Now that's the question of the day. Wow, let's go with Doug Doug Williams. Doug Williams, what do you think, Derpy? Um, uh, Williams, yeah, Doug Williams. Joe Theismann, twenty five thousand two hundred six yards. You, I was I, thinking it was how him. the hell could I forget Joe Theismann? Uh, yeah, I was he, thinking it was him, but I wasn't sure because of the injury. Yeah, that 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 injury is the one thing that people do remember about Joe Theismann. I forgot he played until just now. Yeah. <laughs> He was, um, uh, yeah. You know, when you're kids and you you buy them them sets that have the football mm. helmets and the shirts yeah. and the uh, you'd you know, always get kids. his right. I always, yeah. I I got I had Joe Theismann. That's the only reason I remember who he was like this. Remember um, his, his name was Theismann, and they changed it to Theismann because Theismann for Heisman. Oh yeah, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Who was the all time? Passing leader of the Philadelphia Eagles. The amount of Ooh. yardage was 32,873 yards. There's some good ones. So we got Jaws. We got Randall Cunningham. McNabb. I'm going to go with Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb. Derpy, what do you think? For the Philadelphia McNabb. Eagles. McNabb. The answer is Donovan McNabb. That is true. He had 32,873 yards uh, to the NFC uh, North, Central, whatever you may call it. Is what who was the Green Bay Packers? Rogers. Derpy. Rogers. With sixty-one thousand six hundred and fifty-five yards, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Oh, I was thinking shit. Brett Favre, but I wasn't sure. Damn. Um, I thought Rogers for, beat him, man. Minnesota. We're looking for the Vikings. The Vikings all-time passer. This gentleman had thirty-three thousand ninety-eight yards. Uh, don't take cold pepper. Culpepper Derpy. Culpepper. Fran Tarnikin. Fran no, Tarkenton. Dang. You'd figure with the receivers he with uh Dante had. Yeah. You gotta figure though, this team here, Fran Tarkenton's, they went to what four Super Bowls or yeah. oh you know, yeah. So um didn't win any of them. No, no. He I'm damn. looking for now the all-time leading pass leader for the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. Stafford. Yeah, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is correct with 45,109 yards. This team, this organization has never had a good quarterback, in my opinion. I'm looking for the quarterback who had the best, most yards passed by a quarterback for the Chicago Bears. I would argue that this team has never had a good quarterback. No, no, because Jim McMahon was never. not a good co- quarterback. No, he was ass. Um, it was flash. That was all. Jay Cutler. Glasses. Jay Cutler. Derpy, what do you think for Chicago? I'm trying to what? figure out 
I'm going to give, I'll give you the amount of yards, 23,443. So nothing spectacular. I mean, respectable, but considering what, uh, you know, these oh, other shit. quarterbacks on this list has done. I didn't even see P on the board. <laughs> I forgot to play along. <laughs> I don't have P on my board because I have something else pulled up. So yeah, uh, if you could uh, talk to P. Yeah, you're like P, that Williams one, they couldn't wait to get him out of there. Even after that Super Bowl, you're right. I forgot about Who that. was it? The, uh, the uh, Washington Commanders. Dougie Redskins. Williams. I love yeah. Doug Williams. Yeah. That yeah, was one of my. And Cutler. Uh, so yes, uh, Cutler, who do you say, Derpy, for the Bears? Um, Jay Cutler. Jay yeah. Cutler is the yeah. correct answer. Because yeah, like P said, he was there forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over to the NFC South. I'm looking for the all-time passing leader for New Orleans Saints. Oh, Drew Brees all day. Drew Brees. Brees. Brees? Everybody Brees. agree on Brees? We made that yeah. franchise. Drew Brees with 68,010 yards passing was the all-time, is the all-time leading passer. This next one here, it's funny to me because, listen to this amount of yards first. The all-time passing leader for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has, listen, 19,737. 19,000. Think of this. Jay Cutler had 23,000. So the all-time passing leader for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't even crack 20,000 yards. 19,737. Does anybody want to take a guess <laughs> who this long, quarterback? How long did Brady play in, in Tampa Bay? <laughs> right. Okay. I'm, I'm being serious. How long no, did he, he play? I'm going to tell you right now, it wasn't Tom Brady after, what was it, two seasons? Okay, well, I, I, I can say, if he played that, there for four or five years, I could, I was going to go Brady. I mean, um, yeah, even 20,000 yards no after way. two years is even a stretch for Brady. But uh, I'm looking for a guy who has passed um, more than anybody else in Tampa Bay Buccaneers history with 19,737 yards. I mean, you could find that amount of yards in the cushions of your oh couch, God. in my yeah. opinion. You guys want to take a stab at who it is that has 19,000 737 well, he, yards. He is saying uh Winston. Uh, that might be a good choice right there. Yes, I'm gonna go Damon Winston. I'm, I'm going, I'm gonna go. Um, who, who's the one who made it to the Super Bowl? Was it Johnson? Uh Brad Johnson. Brad John. I'm gonna go Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson, uh P and Derpy says Jameis Winston. The answer is guys, Jameis Winston. Oh Jameis Winston. So there Dang you it. have it. Jameis Winston is the leader all time. He's stealing crab legs and stealing records. Yes. I always liked him more as a person than I did a football player. I was never right? really impressed with yeah. him. Yeah, like I, I like you know, oh, a college kid stole crab legs. Yeah, and stop the presses. <laughs> uh, third in the AFC South, guys. I'm looking for the all-time passing leader of the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Carolina uh, Panthers. Oh. Anybody? Uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton, Mike. I'm Derpy. I'm sorry. The, the amount of yards. I'll give you the amount. Let's see if this helps you out at all. 29,041, 29,041 yards passed by the all-time leader, passing leader of the Carolina Panthers. What do you think, Derby? It could be Cam Newton, but I'm thinking the guy from 04. Um, Burline? Um, the Holmes. Yeah. Jake DeLome. 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 And that's who you're going with? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to go Jake DeLone. Uh, the answer is Cam Newton, 29,041 yards. Ooh. Cam Newton is the all-time leading passer for the Carolina Panthers. 
uh, bringing up the rear in the AFC South, as they usually do, the Atlanta Falcons, guys. I'm looking for the all-time passing leader for the Atlanta Falcons. Matty Ice. Matty Ice. What do you think, Dirks? Um, yeah, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, 55,767 yards. The answer is Matt Ryan. Matt, 28-3, Ryan. Yeah. Boy, is he, that's, that's what he's going to be remembered for forever. Um, we're down to the last division. I'm going to give you the names real quick. You, you just think about it, and then we'll get rolling on the last division. The 49ers, the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals. Last division. Everybody's done very well so far. We are trying to guess who is the all-time passing leaders for every team in the NFL. I'm going to start with just the first team they give me, the San Francisco 49ers. Guys, who is the all-time leading passer for the 49ers? Is this even a question? Well, you you got Steve Young and uh, Joe Montana to choose from. And Jeff Garcia. True. True. And Jeff Garcia. No. Everyone um, knows who it is. 35,124 yards. Joe Montana. Joe. 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 Everybody, Joe. It is Joe Montana, everybody. Seattle Seahawks. All-time passing leader has 33,946 yards. Does anybody want to take a stab at who might be the best all-time passer for the Seattle Seahawks? I'm going to go with Russ. Russell Wilson? Is it him or Hasselback? Derpy. I'm gonna go. Boy, is Russell sure having a hard time? That I I I like the I'm guy. I really do. I like to see him pick it up in Denver. Dog Nation, let's ride. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the correct answer. Thirty-three thousand nine hundred forty-six. He is the all-time passing leader for the Seattle Seahawks. I like the guy. I I like to see him do better. But you know what? Things aren't let's going ride. his way. Things let's aren't ride. going his way in Denver. I can tell no, you that. No, they are not. Uh, uh, two, I got two teams left. The Rams, guys. The Rams, all time passing leader who doesn't have many. I'm going to tell you that right (laughs) now. You got to consider Jay Cutler had 23,443. This quarterback had 23,758. Yes, it is more than Jameis Winston. Yes, it's more than Jay Cutler. But if you were to lump all these guys together, he would be in that group. I'm looking for the Rams all-time passing leader. I, I remember the guy. And by that being said, you should know that it's somebody that's not super um, current. Anybody on the Rams all-time passing leader? Um, Trent Green. Trent Green. Derpy? Um, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Two good picks. Anything on the board, Mike, or is that? Uh, nothing on the board. Okay. The all-time leader for the Rams is, with 23,758 yards, Jim Everett. Ooh. Jim Everett. Mike, Ooh. we were kids. We were. We were... P. Morton had the, that dude with the stash. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Jim Everett. He was, you know, when we were first getting introduced to football as kids, he was the Rams quarterback. Yeah, I, re- I remember him. I, I remember seeing him play. Now, this guy here, I don't know. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't know if that makes things easier. I don't know if that makes things harder. But the very last team I'm looking for is the Cardinals all-time passing leader. And I'm going to tell you that I don't I don't remember this guy. So do with do what you want with that. 
Cardinals. Oh my God. Who did you say? I said, oh my oh, okay. oh my God. You... Um he had thirty-four thousand six hundred and thirty-nine yards. So not bad. More than Russell, uh, more than Russell Wilson, just slightly less than Joe Montana. The all-time leading passer for the Cardinals. You might know this name from a uh, different sport, which is not the same guy, but he has the <laughs> same name. I forgot about the the Chrissy Everett for, when Jim Rome was making fun of him. Chrissy Everett. <laughs> Chrissy Everett. Um, I I have no I I. I literally do not have a guess i wouldn't guess the right answer i i know like all the ones that have flamed out there i know the uh murray i know um kurt warner that's about it so that's about it yeah i i don't know if if you if i if you say the name and i remember the guy i'm gonna be pissed again you would recognize this name more if he was holding a uh, uh uh one of them big things you yell into the um Hart? megaphone jim hart jim hart jim hart jimmy hart jimmy hart all time of course from wow. wwf back in the day thirty-four thousand wow. six hundred and thirty-nine yards which wasn't terrible like i said considering that joe montana was only thirty-five thousand one hundred twenty-four. jim hart all-time leading passer i don't know mike if you want to pull that up i can't i can't tell what year it was but it looks like an older pitcher 1966 1966 it's so there you go. 83 when they were in seattle wow. or, or st louis excuse st. me st. louis cardinals st. Louis, yeah. yeah then he he played till he was 40 years old yeah so there you have it everybody that is every team's all-time passing leader in the nfl to this point Ooh. Of course, I, I know some are going to change. You know that they're going to change. Oh, yeah. You could all, almost wow. know which teams are going to change just because of the quarterbacks that are present right now in the league. Guys, Mike, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us about the website? Tudominjures.com. Head on over there for everything. Tudominjures, links for every social media platform. All the popular ones we are on there. Links are on there. Email addresses on there. Link to the merch stores on there. Everything you need, Tudominjures.com. So check it out, everybody. Got a lot of stuff going on over at the two dumbyenders.com. I do, I am gonna we're gonna do a trivia today, even though we just went through all that and we did all that. I'm gonna oh there we go. There we go. I see you now. Uh P, how you doing this morning, sir? Today's trivia is going to be a Padres trivia question, of course, because this is who the pirates are playing currently. Mm-hmm. I think Derby's a baseball mind. Mike's my age i think you guys are gonna get this and you know what if you don't i i I wouldn't be disappointed or surprised but i think you guys have a good chance of getting this just because of the name are you ready i'm ready let's go who holds the single season franchise record for the padres for saves who holds the single season franchise record for the Padres for saves. I know who I know this. The one. guys are chomping at the bit to get, get their answers this out. Man had the best I just do want to say that we are we're live seven days a week, seven days a week from Monday to Sunday, it's every week. Summer. You can check us out at 1130 a.m. right here. And if you miss the show or you prefer the show on podcast, you can always go over to Spotify. The show that we do every day gets uploaded live. It's eight o'clock in the evening over on Spotify every day. We keep it fresh, baby. Um 
All right, here we go, guys. The question of the day, San Diego Padres. Who holds the single season Padres <clears throat> franchise record for saves? Um, you know what? I'm not even going to give you the choices. I, I have a feeling that you guys know. I'm going to start with Derpy. Derpy, who do you think? I'm going to go. Hoffman. Hoffman. Uh, Trevor Hoffman. Correct. All right. Mike, who do you like? He, he cut out. Hoffman. Oh, there you go. All right. Hoffman. Yes. Hoffman for Mike. All right. Who holds a single season Padres franchise record for saves? It was in 1998. That year he converted and saved 53 out of 54 chances. He came in to uh, Attempt to save 54, he saved 53. The guys are right. Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman, I knew you guys would get it. I, I just, uh, like I said, this is a name that if you, if you if you pay any. One of the best closer entrances ever. If you pay any attention to baseball, you, you probably will know that. So, yes, it is Trevor Hoffman. Let me give you the other guys' names I gave you as options to see if this would have threw you off at all. Mark Davis, Kirby Yates, and Heath Bell. Is that making it any more difficult for you? No. That makes it easier, no. doesn't it? Heath Bell. There's Heath a Bell. name. <laughs> oh, man. Good show today, fellas. Mike, you got anything before we take off? Um, I got nothing. Uh, one more day till training camp opens. Yes. And then two at uh, the 27th, the first day of practices. I can't wait. I I, I do miss I do miss the conditioning test. I miss Casey Hampton failing it. Bill Keller yelling at him and Casey Hampton going, Coach, if I have to run 40 yards in the season, we're done. <laughs> Derby, what do you got? Um bring back the polka fight song for the Steelers. I like it. Every once in a while you do hear that, especially if you make your way to the stadium on game day. Sometimes people have it playing in their in their car while they're tailgating. Pieces he didn't he didn't even have a TV in '98. '98 was a rough year. I, I could I could um, I could agree with you on that one. Uh, but there you go, everybody. I want to thank everybody for checking us out. We appreciate each and every one of you, and even you, P. Even you. Notice I I went with the, the this thing here at the at the front of my hair because I thought oh, P was gonna. He yeah. he later in the day, P. That's all he could talk about. That's the. Uh... <laughs> Well, I Man, talked P about the beard for seven months after P made the comment about my beard. He was like, that's that 70-30 comment eating me alive. <laughs> I did. The 70-30 comment. I, I must have texted Mike about 30 times last night. Yes, he did. And I thought, I'll, I'll get P. Look at this. Look at this unicorn. But, uh, no, we do thank everybody for checking us out. As always, we'll be back tomorrow, 1130, same time, same place. And, again, the show does get uploaded over on Spotify and podcast form this evening at 8 o'clock. For Derpy, Mike, myself, the two dumb unions, everybody have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.